Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am, who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your mess into a beautiful masterpiece. Happy, happy, happy Sunday, everyone. And I'm so happy to be here with you today, and hopefully you can learn something off of my podcast. And so... Before I go into my spill, a couple of things. Follow me on Instagram at TamLovesToWrite39. Follow me on Twitter at TamLovesToWrite. As well as following me on Facebook, TamLovesToWrite. So, oh, and visit my website, www.TamLovesToWrite. If you want to see some of my graphic design work, you can visit it at www.TamLovesToDesign.com. So... I wanted to talk about something today, and I'm hoping that I can help somebody because um, I learned a lesson, and I love learning lessons. I think it is the very best thing that can ever happen to me. Um, One of the things that I learned, and the freedom of letting people speak their true feelings, right? The best thing you can hear is truth on how people really feel. Accept it, let it go, and thank them for the freedom. Um, so often, I know I've done it, right? I have loved on people and cared on people who didn't genuinely love me. And this is not a new topic, but I think this time what makes it new is the freedom of it. Um, I stayed in a relationship for way too long. And and this was with my children's father. I stayed way too long. There was an expiration date. On that relationship. And my issue. Was. I didn't know how to let it go. To the point where. I despise him. Right. This is my truth. Right. I don't hate him. Well. I don't know. I'm working on that. But I I, I despise him. Um, and that's partially my fault. Right. That's partially my fault. And he may feel the same way too. And I can accept that. Um, but I think that the lesson that I didn't learn was I stayed too long. I stayed when I knew it was dead. I I fought for it, even though it wasn't worth fighting for. I stayed even when he said, I no longer like you. I stayed. That's my fault. That's ownership. Right? And how many of us have stayed in things, stayed in relationships with our family members? I don't care if it's your mama. You can love your mama from a distance. Uh, family and friends. And, and we stayed because we didn't know how to let go. Right? But once you knowingly hear, and I, and I, and I hope this helps somebody today. That person say, I don't like you. I hate you. Take that. Accept it. And the reason I'm saying for you to accept it is because you need your freedom. I think that a friend said to me a while ago, Tamara, you need to clear. You need to clear some space so new people can come in. And that's all they said. And I was like, well, why you say that? And they said, again, I'm going to say it. You need. Some you need to clear your space so you can let new people in. And that's all I'm going to say about that. 
And I thought, well, why are they saying that to me? And then I got it. A couple of days ago, I was on the phone with a person. And we were having a great conversation, at least I thought. Um, we were having a great conversation. And they thought that they had put me on hold. Come to find out, when they put me on when they put me on hold, I'm sorry, guys, I had to pause that for a second. So, I'm sorry again, guys, I had to pause that because I realized that's the part that I'm probably going to have to cut out. But anyway, um, on the podcast, uh, <laughs> on the podcast, the, um, I was on the phone with the person, and when we were on the phone, they thought they had muted. You ever, ever thought that you muted a call and you didn't? And the person hears everything you said? Well, I heard everything that they said. And then when they got back on the phone, they was like, yeah, girl. Um, and then I was sitting there like, they, they continuously went into conversation and act like I was the best thing since fried rice. And I was like, oh, snap. And in my head, I was just, I was having a conversation, right? Because I'm going to play it off. And in my head, all I could say was, okay, that was the truth that you were looking for. That was the truth that you needed. And after that truth, I, I immediately went into thankful mode. I wasn't angry. I wasn't mad. And, and normally, I would be. I was just, okay, I'm thankful. And... At the end of the conversation, I said to the person, thank you. I said, thank you so much. Thank me. And they said, what are you thanking me for? For your truth. And I hung up the phone. I said, thank you for your truth, and I'll talk to you later. I was done at that point, right? And it was the biggest freedom because once you know where people stand when it comes to you, then... You have a choice. You can stay with that person and accept. Or you can you can accept it and still leave them the hell alone. And I came to the conclusion to leave them the hell alone. No mad, no sad, actually glad. I'm glad because how much dead weight was I really carrying? around me and they didn't like me and I'm I'm blocking I'm blocking space when I could be opening doors for new people. Right? I could be allowing that space that that person I thought and they taking up space. They don't like me. So why am I staying? So this is why I felt like this was a need to talk about it. Because a lot of times we allow people to stay in our space that's not healthy for us. And when I say they're not healthy for us, they don't like us. Genuinely. Maybe over the years you did something. Maybe over the years they did something. I don't know. Somebody told them something about you. But we holding up space and letting them in and they don't even care about us. They don't even care about our best interests. And we go in and we gossiping with them and we having conversations and we telling them all the stuff that's going wrong in our life. And we thinking they got us and they can't wait to hang up the phone to have the conversation about you and tell about how stupid you are, how effed up you are, and how you ain't nobody and you a failure and you were this and you were that. And don't even know that because most of the time when you're having a conversation with them, they got you on speakerphone. So other people can listen in and laugh at you.
So, once I realized that, I became in this point and in this time in my life to say, there's no more room for people who don't genuinely like me. Right? I may take me a while to discover, but to discover you don't like me, and I don't care who you are, family, friend, or grandchild. And I know that's awful, but that's just the way I'm at, because we, I, I, life is like mega short. Life is short. And so we can't keep, we can't keep putting people into our lives that's unhealthy. Right? We can't do that. We can't keep, how are we growing? How are we prospering? If we are allowing people to stay that don't even care about us. Real talk. So, I let, I let it go. And you don't need to go and have extended conversations. You know my favorite word in the world? I say it all the time. Okay. That's my favorite word in the world. It, it actually is acceptance for me. When I say okay, I accept it. Good, bad, or ugly. Okay. Right? I don't have a rebuttal. I don't have a reply. That's my reply. Okay. And you want to know why that's my favorite word for a couple of reasons. Number one, okay, protects me from saying anything further. Number two, okay is acceptance for me. And number three, it teaches me to watch my mouth. If I want to say something else, I'm like, oh, okay. Right? Because I know, I know that sometimes it just has to be okay. And it has to, and I have to accept it because see here's the thing, you can't change people. When people feel a certain way about you, accept it, let it go, and thank them. It it just it really it really is your protection. So once I know you don't like me, I don't try to make I don't make contact with you, I don't call you, I don't do this, because now I know where you stand. Period. Period. And that may make it seem like I'm not fighting for something. No, certain fights are lost. I used to think that everything is worth a fight. And it is, to a certain extent. But not everything is. Certain things I'm willing to lose the battle on. Had I, with my children's father, lost the battle years and years ago, and that was back in the day when we were together, um... I think that my life would have went a different way. I'm not saying that he did anything in my life. So if anybody from family and friends or whatever, listen, um, he didn't make the bad decision. I fought to stay. I fought by any means necessary because I thought maybe this could work and I had my children by him and this and that. And the reality is it was dead and staking. I want to say probably year five. Year five. It was stinking. Maybe year four. Actually, year two. Year two or three, it was dead. Year five, it was it, it was it was it was buried in deceased. It was buried, and I stayed. And how many of you have been in relationships, whether it's with whomever, and you know you can smell the stink on the relationship, on the friendship, on a relationship sometimes, and you can love your children. And I and I and I want to say this. So wholeheartedly, but if they, you know, especially if you have an extreme, a strange relationship with a child, you can love a child, but sometimes they let you go way before you let them go. Sometimes it just 
I had a friend that told me that when she let her daughter go and live with her father, it was because she knew genuinely that child was not healthy and happy with her. And I was like, you think you're a bad mother? She said, no, I think I'm a damn good mother. I just knew that it didn't work for my child and me. And I was like, wasn't that decision hard? She said, no, not after I realized that we would have wound up hating each other. Her father raising her was the best thing that could have happened. Because from the time she stepped out of my womb, she didn't, she wasn't attached to me. And I don't know if, I, I know that's hard, and, and maybe there's more to the story, but when she said that, I thought, wow, that's brave. Because somebody else would be like, you abandoned me. She said, no, I took care of my child. We did things together. We, but I, I just wasn't the sole parent to take care of her. And I thought, Sometimes that decision may not be easy, but it might be the right thing to do. Sometimes when a parent knows whether she's a neglectful parent or a bad parent, I think the best parenting decision that a parent can make is to let something go. To say, you know what, I can't do this right now. I can't do this right now, and I don't care what people think, but I know that the best thing for my child is not me. And when... That was said. I said, you know, wow. Sometimes we got to get ourselves together in order to take care of our child. So sometimes you got to let them go. Sometimes you know that if I get me together, I can give them the very best of what they deserve and what they they need, not desire all the time, but what they need. Sometimes when those parents that are celebrities and they on the road and they got to put their child in another person's hands, it's because they got to do what they got to do. And that doesn't make them a bad parent. It just makes them a parent that knows that in order to be a, a decent parent, that nowadays you got to provide regardless. And it costs. Right? It costs. Because people live unrealistically sometimes. They live in a world where you you, you got to be everything to everybody. And it's, and it's just unrealistic. Um, in relationships with friends. Some friendships die off. Whether we like it or not, whether we want to lose that friend, whether we want to lose those people, sometimes people outgrow each other. At different times in our lives, we become indifferent. We go into different directions and different places. And for me, I'm learning, I'd rather let you go than hate you. I'd rather let you go than the dislike, there's no return back. Because that happened to me with my children's father. There was no return back. Because once you have years and years and years of pent-up hate and, dis and, and despisement and resentment, it's hard to get off of you. Now I'm getting it off of me. Now I got it off of me. And that was years of lessons learned. Hard lessons. And nobody in this world should get, live with that much hate. Because that what happens is it, it winds up filling you up. It winds up filling you up. It winds up hurting you. Just as well as it may not. Because that person might not even give two fucks that you hate them. I'm just going to say it like it is. They might not give two give a cares that you hate them. But you holding that in and they don't even care. So 
I learned, listen, <laughs> you and me, me and you, we're not working out. I, I've learned to not pretend that I like you. Period. Right? I learned that if I feel like it's a losing battle, bye-bye. That's why it's so easy. Even if it's a child. Even if it's even if it's whoever. Because I gotta protect me. And I can't I can't keep carrying and a lot of us carry on these burdens of what can I do to make did you realize this and I and somebody said this to me, no matter what I had I think I said this before, but somebody said to me, No matter what you do, whatever you do or whatever you say, I'll never like that person. Never. Once a person makes a conscious decision, that person makes a solid, bona fide decision to never like you again. Accept it. But that don't mean that you need to be around them. And another thing, let's stop inviting them into our homes. Let's stop inviting them into things so they can go back and tear you down. I think that... <laughs> Listen, I met this guy, <laughs> and he said to me something that was, like, mind-blowing and right. I was like, you know, you should just go over to your baby mama's house and have a conversation. He said to me, I'm not going where I know they all hate me. He said, I'll never step foot in a house where I know it's full of hate for me. And I was like, oh, that's an aha moment. That's an aha moment, because a lot of us do that. A lot of us go into places knowing they don't like us, but I'm going to show up anyway. No, no, no son, no ma'am, no Sam, no ham. I'm an uninvited guest. I'm not going. So I had to realize that I didn't want to set me up for failure at all. Also, and this is, this is a powerful point. If every time somebody does something for you, they never really wanted to do it for you. If when that friend is having that, you, you know, that argument, whether it's in a relationship, friendship, or family ship, you having this conversation, and then the person that you are having a disagreement, and the person talks about all the stuff they did for you, and all the things they did to help you, and all the things, from the very get-go, they never meant to do it. They never did it from their heart. They never ever meant to do it. They didn't want to do it. They just did it because it makes them look good. They did it because they wanted something to throw up in your face. Period. I believe that. How many of you have had family members and friends where you get in an argument and they was like, well, remember when I bought you a funnel cake? Bitch, I didn't have to buy you a funnel cake. They never wanted to buy you that funnel cake. They never wanted to help you. They only did it because they needed a moment when things got hot and they really, when their true dislike came out, they could throw it up in your face. See, when people do stuff for you, they don't, in the, in the heat of an argument, they never said, remember when I did, remember when I, remember when I, because here's the thing, guys. Words hurt, but words that are coming out in the heat of an argument is their truth. Right? And the thing is, is that you can't take back your truth. Just like you can't take back a lie. When people really say how they feel about you and their truth, you better believe it. 
And then they come back and they say, nah, I, I ain't mean, yeah, you did. You meant that with the, every fiber of your being. You said that. You did that. And you don't have to worry about me again. And, 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 I, and, and I think that we, we keep, for me, and let me speak for me, but I know so many other brothers and sisters who think, well, well, maybe if I change. See, you can change all you want. You Here's the thing. When people dislike you and they don't like you, they'll never see your growth. You understand what I'm saying? They'll, they'll never see your growth. They'll never see they'll never see they'll never see your growth. Ever. They'll never see how good you're doing. You could you could be you could be hanging with you could be hanging with the president of the United States, chilling, making millions, living in a fancy house. They'll never see your they'll always resort back to who you were in the past. When people dislike you and they hate you. You, you you understand what I'm saying? They'll 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 come at you. They'll they'll come at you and say, "Well, remember when you was a crackhead? Remember when your house was messy? Remember when you ain't had no food and I bought you food? I bought that bitch food. I remember when she was homeless. She ain't no better than what she was when she was in 2001." They'll never see your growth. They'll never see. They'll never see how good you are. Because they too big, they don't like you. And when people don't like you, they don't see the good in you. They don't see the growth in you. And those are the people that you need not be around. Let that expiration date, put an expiration date on that relationship. Because they'll never see your goodness. They'll never see your sunshine in spite of all your mess. They'll never see it. You know what I'm saying? They'll never, ever, ever see it. So I need y'all to do me a favor and think about those friendships that you have. There's one more thing that I wanted to share. Um, I used to, um, my aunt dated a guy who was a murderer. Still in jail to this day. I thought he died, but he, he's still alive. <laughs> Seriously. His name was Ice Pick. And one day he came over to the house, and my aunt used to say, if you ever want to kill somebody, just kill them with an ice pick. And I was like, where you get that from? She said, oh, got that from a boyfriend, I don't, you know. But Mr. Ice Pick <laughs> used to say, he said, you know, the easiest way to kill somebody, he, he said the same thing. The easiest way to kill somebody is to stab them with an ice pick. Because it can puncture something and leave the smallest hole. And I thought, oh, okay, well, remind me not to be around you with an ice pick, right? But he said something else. He said, but it's symbolic. Because how many times have you been around people who have instantly put a hole in your heart, mind, and spirit? And I thought to myself, we all know people who have put holes in our heart, mind, and spirit. And, you're not, and people probably won't catch it. And I said... What what do you mean by that? He said, if you don't know, there's a lot of people who will puncture holes in you. See, the thing is, 
is that when a person dislikes you, they fill you up with venom. And we don't we don't get it, but they puncture holes in you. Because sometimes they'll give you the wrong advice. That's a hole puncture. Sometimes when they see you making a good move, they'll try to they'll try to block that move. That's another puncture. That's another puncture. So they're putting all these little holes in you, puncture, 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 until they hit the major artery and kill you. Um and when I say kill you, they kill your spirit, they kill your joy, they keep you, kill your peace, they kill, they kill your trust. Because once you find out that person that you was chilling with and was friends with, or in love with, or in like with, and family members have, have said terrible things about you, they take away. They take away your trust. They damage the way you look at people. They damage how you love. They damage how you like. They damage even how you forgive. And those are punctures that have been, they've been putting in you because you're reminded of all the stuff that, you know what, remember when she, and I, I wonder if, so why would we want to be around people who don't like us and, and, and don't care about us? And once you find that out, my thing is, my favorite line, run, Forrest, run. Run. Because we don't need to be around people who don't genuinely like us and got our best interests at heart, mind, and spirit. And I need that from y'all. I need that from y'all today. I need y'all to love on yourselves enough to know that if you overheard your friend or family member talking about you, you can forgive them and keep the, keep them at a distance because something else, we open up doors to allow people to hurt us. We open up doors to allow people to hurt us. We damage our arteries. And once people puncture, a lot of people, uh, that you know what my favorite quote is, and I love um, hearing this quote, that one of that, that, the thing is, is that, you know how a villain becomes, how a villain becomes? They were once a victim. Most villains are not naturally born to be evil. But somebody then punctured so many people, then punctured them and punctured them and punctured. Remember, hate is taught. Remember that people pass things that they did to another person. And that's why people say, get over it. Get over it. Get over it. And usually what happens is it's the fault of both of us. Because what happens is, is we wind up staying too long past the expiration date. Too many of us are staying past the expiration date, knowing good and well the friendship has expired, the relationship has expired, your love for, it's, it's expired, it's just done, and you love them, but you don't like them. And they love you, but they don't like you either. Some of them just don't love you and don't like you, and you're still staying. You're still trying to fight for them. My thing is, cease and desist all of that. Protect you. Because here's the thing. We block, we block what is open for us. We keep, we keep cluttering and cluttering our space. I went to um, my new house. And I burnt sage, right? <laughs> I love sage, right? So I burnt sage in my house. And I, while it was empty, nobody was there besides my daughter. And I was burning the sage in each room and... I was burning it upstairs because I, I just want total peace and, and, and tranquility and I want to remove all the negative things. And I was 
you know, I did it over me. Somebody said, burn the sage over you. So I did it over my hands and all over my body. And she said, just as much as negative, just as much as positive energy is going to come in, also understand that you got to keep doing that because negative energy will attack you. And damn if she didn't tell the truth. Guys, protect your space. Protect you. Stop letting people who don't like you walk into your house because you want to appease other people who do like them. Oh, well, find somewhere else to go. Stop allowing people negative energy and, and, and dislike for you and, and know that they're trying to destroy you and hurt you any, by any means necessary. Walk away. And it's, it, I'd rather take the temporary pain of hurt than the long-term, the long-term holes that are being punctured by an ice pick until I can't love no. I, I, I just refuse to allow people to steal the love that's inside of me. I just refuse to allow, and this is what I'm saying to myself in the affirmation, I refuse to allow people to steal the love from inside of me. I refuse. I refuse to allow people to puncture so many holes that I hate people. I refuse to stay in relationships that no longer work for me. I refuse to know, knowingly know that somebody doesn't like me. Knowingly know that somebody doesn't like me. I can't do that anymore. Not for, not for no one. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Listen, guard your peace. Guard your heart, your mind, your spirit and soul. If they don't like you, let them go. Don't stay past the expiration date. Anything that you that stays past the expiration, you're bound to get sick. You're bound to get hurt. You're bound to get damaged in some way. So, throw it away. Love them from a distance. Protect you, right? Because you're the most valuable person. I promise you. Um, so, what I always say is, number one, be kind to yourself and others. Um, support a local author and business is NaNoWriMo time. You guys should be writing. Go on NaNoWriMo.com and write, 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 write that novel. Write, write, write that nonfiction. Write, write, write your poetry. Write. <laughs> Number three, support a nonprofit organization that you believe in, whether it is in your community or a national one. Support, support, support. Visit my website at www.tamlovestowrite.com. Visit my portfolio at www.tamlovestowdesign.com. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye-bye.